Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to the 110th edition of Brews All Day. That's right, this is the Thames cast. We are going wire to wire, wall to wall, all Eric Thames, all the time, here uh, on the podcast that you know to love. Uh, my name is Drew Fairservice, and yeah, that's that's all. That's the only story in sports right now in Toronto sports is the exploits of a former Toronto Blue Jays player. So that's all we're going to talk about. Joining me, uh, the foremost Eric Thames expert from across the world. Um, joining me as always, old reliable, old reliable Mister Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? Yeah, I don't fucking know. It's uh, you know, I'm as good as anybody else. I shouldn't have said this is the 110th edition of the Thames cast because I should have just pretended like it always was, um, <laughs> even though this is actually the first Thames cast. Of course, Eric yeah. Thames has more home runs than the Toronto Blue Jays do, I believe. Not difficult, um, but, uh, but yes. He hit one today, and the Blue Jays hit one today. So they're really keeping pace, um, the, the, the ball club there in Toronto. Uh, the club above which we do not speak. Um, I just think that that's probably just for everyone's the betterment of all. I don't know what you, how you feel about that, but I think we should just let let you know let it lie, um, as they say. Not talk too much about the Blue Jays because, I, <laughs> yeah, I got nothing to say about those losers. Um, they're punks and clowns. I think is 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 safe to say Clearly. what they are, where they are. This is all their fault. Yeah. What a night! It is April. <laughs> it is April uh, the twentieth or so. Here we are or in the late. Late, mid to late stages of April, and the season is over. You don't believe that, do you? No, I don't. But I'm one of those cockeyed optimists. Uh, you know, the season doesn't have to be over. The season could be over. We won't find out for a while whether or not the season was over at this very point. Uh, we still got some time before we know that it's over or not. So nobody can say it's over. Uh, but it could fucking well be over. I think not to say, not, not, there's a real rush to be the first one to be like, the season is over, head for the hills. But for the season to not be over, a lot more has to happen than for the season to be over. Yeah. Like them getting hits, maybe outpacing as a team Eric Thames in home runs, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Um, well, I don't know. A lot has to happen, right? Is that not fair to say? What did that get? That got really loud all of a sudden, didn't it? Uh, not anyway, for, not for me. But uh, it, yeah, no, they gotta. Well, by if by a lot, you mean like a lot has to go right. Like they have to hit some winning streaks of the kind that you know it would have been generous at the start of the season to think they had in them. You know, the kind they would have to play for an extended period of a. You know, uh, like a like a ball club that nobody really ever thought they were quite. Uh, it's still well, not so far out of reach that it's impossible, which is why you can't say that it's over. It's just, yeah, they've 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 put some uh, obstacles in their own path here. They can't really, you know, have another ten game slide or fifteen game slide like this. I mean, that's the margin for error in that respect is just completely gone. Which, uh, you know. If you're a good team, and most you know most teams who are sort of cruising, uh, who don't completely fall on their faces out of the gate, you know you 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 get to a point and you can weather a storm like that and and watch other teams sort of catch back up to you in the standings and then you 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 can still you'll still be fine you'll still you're still sort of on your feet, uh, but the Jays can't do that obviously because they've already had this you know abysmal section of their of their uh, season it, it you know. We all know. We all know the damn drill. Like we know it's, it's. It, they just they have to play better baseball. They have to win games. They have to, you know, which is what, even saying better baseball is weird because you know the pitching has been good. The defense has been good for the most part. I mean, let's well, we won't speak about Jason fucking Grilly today. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know they got to win some goddamn games and kind of would be nice if they did that soon and in in number. I think it's too early to say that it's over, because I, and a point that I've heard you make more than once is is where people say like, oh, teams that got off to one in ten starts 
made the playoffs X number of times or only this many teams have made, you know, because often those things happen to bad teams. And I don't think even the most pessimistic Blue Jays fan or hater, however you want to look at it, would never say that the Blue Jays are a bad team, right? They were not, they were not a bad, poorly made team. They're not a poorly built team. There was never, this was never a team that ever figured that it was, it was going to be bad. So I think it's important to let some more of, obviously let more of the season play out. Um, you know, there was a, I think, it, I'm not sure who it was with, with Shai Davidi or someone like that, where Shapiro was like, well, you, you can't, it's too early to like make moves. You can't just make moves now for the sake of doing them. And you can't try to manufacture a winning streak or manufacture a new lineup or whatever. It's important to see kind of where you're, where the team is. And, you know, I think back to like 2015, right, where the, where the Jays had those two, was it two different 11-game winning streaks? I believe, yep, it was. And there was the one 11-game winning streak that gave uh, the front office at that time sort of more um, confidence or however you want to say, made them more likely to want to go ahead and and make the moves because that's the kind of thing that not, like bad teams don't go on 11-game winning streaks. Good teams can have shitty stretches, maybe not very many st- shitty stretches of, you know, 3-13 and 13 or wherever the Jays are now. But I think it's a lot less likely, like bad teams. It's hard for a bad team to win 10 or 11 games in a row or 8 games in a row. So it, there's still time to see if the Jays have an opportunity to to put together a winning streak and, and, and figure things out. Because, you know, Jose Bautista is not going to go 0 for the rest of the season and Devin Travis is not a below replacement player and Kevin, I don't know. It's just, there's just all these stupid things happening all at the same time, which has yeah. contributed to this awful start, <laughs> Yeah, which uh, could, could well end up sinking the season, but here's hoping it hasn't. Exactly. But you're right. I mean, with this pitching, uh, they could go on, on some good runs with this starting. Oh, wait, <laughs> wait with, you know, Casey Lawrence and Matt Latos in the rotation. Uh, I mean, that's only going to be temporary, but it's just when it rains, it pours. I mean, that, that's that's totally ridiculous. But once everybody does get back to full health, it's not it's not unreasonable to think that you know you can get ten real good starts in a row from Estrada, Hap, Liriano, Stroman, and Sanchez. Like uh, that's not ridiculous at all. Or you know, eight or nine of ten, and if if they just hit a little bit, they should be fine. That that's been sort of the thing all along. You know, I think that's what everybody said all spring. And then they come out and, and they have not hit at all. The injury thing, of course, is a big deal. The injury thing is something that cannot be overstated in terms of the Jays were so healthy last year in particular. Mm. And now they're not. And it doesn't take much. It's not like every pitcher is going to go down with Tommy John, but it's... With, okay, well, this guy's got some arm soreness, this guy's got a blister, this guy's got a bad back, this guy is, is Francisco Liriano, you never know who's going to show up. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that can undo a season and can allow a, uh, a losing streak or a bad run to extend out to the point where it gets to the point of no return. A bad run that, that makes it such that, well, there's no coming back from that. Because... You miss, you're missing four weeks of Josh Donaldson, and then you've got the Tulowitzki injury to look forward to, and you've got the <laughs> Devin Travis injury to look forward to, and and you've got the Bautista catching fire, but also a Bautista injury to look forward to if you didn't already suffer it today. Like, it's it's an old team that may or may not be a, that be slow starting, but it's it's an old team that that needs to be able to like ease into one of these sections later in the year as opposed to starting this way. That's that's my fear anyway. Yeah, yeah, and it, it it is an old team. It is absolutely an old team. It's uh, you know, I it it's just it's just so strange. And but you're right, the the injury thing, the that Sunday, last Sunday, when when that all you know, when everybody basically went down at once. I mean, that was worse than the terrible start that they've had because you know they'd had everybody healthy and had that start. You know, you need fucking josh donaldson the one guy who was hitting you need hap you need sanchez and hopefully they're not going to be down for too long it sounds like you know good progress for happy's throwing he's been on the field you know it looks like they might even both be down just for the minimum i don't know if that's just people trying to keep everybody optimistic or what but 
But yeah, you know, when they come back, there, there, there is there's lot there's lots of opportunities for them to play really well, and and it's easy to look at it and say, oh, you have to play at this pace to, uh, to get to this level to you know to get to be an eighty nine ninety win team and look at it and see that it's you know really daunting. Uh, but but seasons don't happen, and as we know, in a linear kind of way, right? It doesn't. You don't. You don't just follow your winning percentage, uh, uh, you know, from day to day, and and win whatever you know whatever, at whatever rate that is, right? So, you know, the 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 one of the teams that didn't make it that had uh, uh, that had the, such a terrible start was the 2011 Red Sox, who were I think two and twelve as well, and and you know then went fucking nuts for for four months, four or five months. Uh, until they completely collapsed uh, and had the the fried chicken and beer thing, and there was all that. But I mean that that showed that you know I think they had a nine game lead going into September. So uh, had they not had that ridiculous collapse, that wasn't just that wasn't just you know, naturally due to happen because they'd won too many games over the previous four months. It doesn't work that way, right? Like you kind of have the same shot of winning every day, no matter what your record is. Your your chances of winning are based more on your talent than on what. You know, so once you bank a lot of wins, it doesn't mean uh, you're naturally going to lose. And once you bank a lot of losses, it doesn't mean you're going to naturally going to win either. But uh, fortunately for the Blue Jays, they they do have that opportunity to, I don't know, hit a damn run of luck and maybe maybe catch some breaks and 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 play you know above their heads for a little bit enough to get back to 500, and then you can kind of look at it from there and feel not so bad about where you are. And I also, it, and it's a, it, they're back seven games right now. As, as stupid as this will sound, you know, seven games back with, with you know, 150-odd games to go or whatever it is, 140-odd games to go. That's not yeah. that bad. It's, uh, I mean, but this is, we're sort of in the stage where we're talking about stuff like that before, because we're not ready to look at sort of what's underlying why they're not playing this well and start worrying too much yet about Bautista and about you know, the dog shit in left field and first base, the smoke has been hitting well. And, you know, what's with Martin? What's with What's with all these guys who just can't seem to hit the ball? And it's, it, it, uh, you know, it's been, I think, disguised a little bit or masked because they've kept losing. Uh, but the last few days have been a little bit better. Even though, I mean, Chris Sale obviously is ridiculous. Uh, Devin Travis, though, terrible, terrible start for Devin Travis, but managed to get a hit off Sale today. And I don't know, Porcello, they got to a little bit and, Hopefully they can go out to Anaheim and not completely shit the bed and come back with a few wins and after Anaheim and St. Louis and, and you know it won't look quite as bad as it does right now but yeah it's uh it's a mess I mean we're we're here grasping at what to talk about and and uh, people are right Shy just posted his you know talking about the quick turnarounds that uh, that the Red Sox made and that the Yankees are sort of in the process of making you know after having big expectation years and putting a lot of money into the roster and and deciding okay this is a win now team but we're gonna tear it down quickly and hopefully be good again real soon uh rather than going to long-term rebuild route and it's like oh lord this is this is what we're hoping for we're hoping for 2019 already like oh my god i I don't think we're at that level yet but it's uh you got to fill that content vacuum and that's where we're kind of at in that respect i think it's important to remember that the red sox um the Red Sox definitely finished last three out of four years. Like they, the Red Sox went hard mm-hmm. on the on the being bad on purpose thing. They were they were not afraid to be pretty bad. Eh, and, I don't and, know how uh, I don't know how many of those years that at the outset they felt they were going to be bad, but once they saw it going bad, they were smart enough to to be like, okay, we're going to be bad. We're going to move lackey. We're going to you know do whatever they did to. Lester, yeah, uh, Miller, and and uh, to try to replenish their roster with younger players when they saw that it wasn't going to be their year. Uh, and, and all you those know players, what? or you go, all those uh, players help. But I mean, look at like the Jackie Bradley Jr., Mookie Betts, Ben Attendee. Like they drafted all those guys, mm-hmm. right? They drafted the core of the team. They got Porcello in the trade in the in a Cespedes trade, but uh, it's. The, the the nicer draft picks and then the deal, the the ability to the to the eternal credit of the Red Sox of turning those draft picks into more than viable big league players um, into very very good players and having you know the Ortiz and Pedroia sort of 
the base uh, to to lean on. Uh, the Red Sox were pretty well set up. The Yankees, we'll see. Right, the Yankees have so much money that they can they can do things like sign Araldis Chapman, fear like tr- trade for Araldis Chapman, like within the most gutless move of all time, and then trade him and then <laughs> yeah. get and then re-sign him in an equally gutless move um, to <laughs> yeah. just like just be a trash bag of an organization. But here they are. Well, and, that, and, and that's kids, even though they Greg Bird can't get a hit. But it's yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing I was going to say about you know the Red Sox as well is that the. I think it's it's probably easier and less scary for Red Sox fans to to go through that, and the Red Sox could probably go through, uh, you know, losing years and giving you know, trading away guys for younger players while they have guys developing, and be a little more fearless in that regard because they're the Red Sox or they're the Yankees, and they're always going to have money. They're always going to spend that money. There's no fear that oh we're just gonna we're just gonna tighten the purse strings for five or six years and you're just going to be miserable. Uh, you know, if it if the Blue Jays felt more like that kind of organization i think people would maybe have a different view on this or or maybe people are okay about it does anyone really think that are there people that really think that the blue jays are going to just shut it down and like turn into the fucking pirates or something like that like do people really believe this there oh there are definite there are definitely truthers about mark shapiro being here to to just slash budget and and and, and tear everything down and, and go as cheap as possible. And that's, that's, that's a thing. That's a thing that people believe. Not, I'm sure it's a vocal minority. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a lot of people that think that. I hope most people don't think that, but it's, it's not easy to, uh, to think that Rogers is operating with the best of intentions either. Right. I mean, it's not like, uh, that's crazy. It, I, that's insane. It is. You don't think they saw how much money they made in the last two years? <laughs> I would hope You don't that think that's they were true. like, hey, all these extra eyeballs they had watching Tim and Sid and shit? You know, as, <laughs> as the Blue Jays playoff game is a lead-in to Tim and Sid? And you don't think they, were, they weren't they were laughing at all the money they were able to make? I, at those suites being full, at, at all the shit that they've been able to slap the Blue Jays logo on all, all for the last two years? It, they're pretty happy with having a good team. It, There's it no be... way that they're going to move backwards. And, and be like, well, we're going to operate like Cleveland. We've, we've had this fucking discussion a thousand times. Mark Shapiro didn't come here to turn the team into the the, the duplicate of the one he ran on in Cleveland. That place is a joke. <laughs> that Be that as it may, that is completely fair, and you're right. Except that people were making this argument for years that, you know, just spend and fans will come and you'll make more money. And it seemed obvious, and it, it became as obvious as it seemed. You know, when they, when they actually put a product on the field that was worth watching... All of that shit came, and, and I think for years people were saying, why don't you just try to compete? There's no salary cap. Why are you, You're Rogers. Toronto's a wealthy city. What are you doing? Like, why are you running your team like this? You should just try to be good. And, the, I, and I, the benefits will, you know, I know that there was it was more complicated than that, but I think people still are scarred by that and still feel that, uh, you know, there there is not a lot of trust between people uh, Blue Jays fans and Rogers, and I think a lot of them also feel that like it was rogue Paul Beeston and Alex Anthopoulos, uh, you know, at the end of their tenures, just going out and blowing money and doing all the this, uh, you know, making these big trades uh, against the the sort of character of Rogers, which is you know just to to be cheap and to keep the people in misery. This is I honestly think what this is what people think. I don't I don't think it. I think that they're probably smart enough to know that. Exactly what you said, that there, there's more money in being good than in just being bad and collecting your, you know, because you can't collect your uh, revenue sharing checks the same way that you used to. Uh, so, I also, I also yeah. think you can't spend your way out of being bad like you used to. How many teams, how many True. different free agents or things of that nature have we seen that where you could just, like how many different opportunities have the Blue Jays had over the last however many years to just pitch money into the sea for the sake of spending it? Would the Jays have been better in 2013 or 14 if they had signed Ubaldo Jimenez? If they had signed Jason Vargas? Would they have been be- better if they had just spent, if they had signed Prince Fielder? Like, would any of that mattered at any point along the way when they didn't have the, the core to support it? No. You, the, I think that the Red Sox, goddamn Red Sox and the, and the Cardinals are the model franchises for, the, for a reason. They build their own core and then you add expensive pieces or you keep them. You keep them. You do what you've done with Dustin Pedroia. You let him play for your team forever. You just keep signing him for the rest of his life. You do with you. You pay for an eighteen or nineteen million dollar DH 
because he's worth it because he's an icon. That's what rich teams do. The days of like just throwing money into the sea and hoping that you that, that, that there's a, a big fish that comes on the other end of it, it's not going to happen. People are so stupid. Fuck that. That <laughs> paranoia about like the Rogers is going to stop spending money is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What's going to happen is that it's going to go back to being shitty because they're going to be bad. And whether or not, I mean, I, I, the thing I would get is like, well, I don't, I don't have the stomach for a rebuild, or, or I don't believe that that they can build a winner, even though they've obviously built a winner in Cleveland right now. They built a good ass team there, but Mark Shapiro has got the a reputation as being like the. I got a, an interesting DM not when the Jays were struggling. It was like Mark Shapiro is the biggest fucking scam in sports. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lie. Mark Shapiro lives a lie. Uh, which I, I I don't know I just I just I just think that the idea of just well if you if even if the team is bad you can spend it into being good I don't buy that no I, I think that the, I, the, I, I, that's fair I think the the problem with the Jays and then what the Jays did before when they started to spend money was like we'll get prospects and then we'll trade them for expensive players Josh Donaldson's too expensive for the A's bring him along Troy Tulowitzki's too expensive for the Rockies. We'll take them. We'll trade you guys you've DFA'd. We'll trade you this in scumbag Reyes. We'll trade you all that shit. Awesome. Off they go. That's a, that's what a rich and a smart team does. Not just start heaving money around for the sake of doing it. But you need to have those prospects. You need to have you need to have that system, that pipeline. And I think that um, as we've you know apologists that we are, they're trying to build a professional, a modern sports business. And I and I think that they're well on their way. Um, this season could end up being, you know, the the sort of moving up the timeline and for when that really starts to show and how they really start to manifest that a little bit more. But, uh, uh, again, it's too early. It's too early to start blowing it up and too early to say that they need to trade Josh Donaldson to the Braves for half of their inordinate uh, number of, of prospects because that's what they need to do. But that's not the point. They don't need to do it right now. They can wait until July before they trade Josh Donaldson to the Braves. <laughs> Oh, and what a what a fun few months it's going to be until then. And after. <laughs> hey, the, once Donaldson's gone, that opens up the door for Vladdy Jr., so. That, that it does. <sighs> <sighs> but it doesn't need to get to that point. No, we're dwelling the on Blue Jays, it. The Blue Jays, <laughs> I, I just want to st- say something for, for, the, for right now. The Blue Jays as a team are slugging 330. They have 10 home runs, so they have, in fact, passed Eric Thames. Whew. All right. Which, uh, because Kevin Pillar hit one. Zeke did. Big Zeke did, too. That's crazy. <laughs> Smoke's got two. Justin Smoke rocking the... Uh, like the Justin Smoke of all timelines, a 250, 268, 525. <laughs> Get it, Justin Smoke. And, uh, and yet know, we man. can't make fun okay. because he's like the, one of the better hitters on the damn team right now. Because he's slugging percentages higher than his batting average? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's really making waves that way. <laughs> up fam you know baseball season is around the corner and SeatGeek is the smartest easiest way to get tickets to every blue jays game with SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices fully guaranteed there is nothing like seeing the best plays of the year in person we've all been down to the games it's uh, it's an incredible experience with the blue jays when they're great uh, you want to be there you want to be there in person you want to be in the stands and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value you know, I have the app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I found to shop for tickets. I could be anywhere, just a few taps, I got my tickets to the game. It's uh, it's a tremendous thing, and it's not just the Blue Jays game. You know, you could go to Leafs games, you can go to concerts, comedy events, theater tickets, all sorts of stuff is on t- on SeatGeek. Every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop SeatGeek tickets with confidence, uh, and it'll just give you the most bang for your buck. Plus, listeners to Birds all day, just like last year. You can get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you have to do is download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. When you do that, you enter the promo code BIRDS, B-I-R-D-S, BIRDS. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. For real, $20. Holy shit. Do that shit. Download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code BIRDS today. 
Okay, well then, but then look at it this way. And I saw somebody else on Twitter, like a non-Blue Jays person, talking about the lineup that the Jays ran out there today. Is this perhaps a bad team? Like, have we, if if um, if Bautista can't isn't hitting, and and Russell Martin and, and Troy Tulowitzki are looking like you know thirty plus middle of the diamond players, is this a bad team? Like, or do we need to open our minds to that possibility as well? It, it it does not, as this month has shown, or these three weeks, or whatever interminable fucking nightmare this has been since the start of the season, as it's shown, yeah, it's, it doesn't, I don't know if it's a bad team, but it does not have a long way to go before it becomes a bad team, right? Or it's it, A bad team is just sort of hiding around the corner where, you know, when Bautista and Martin and Tulo are not going... Then you're looking, you're like, okay, who's up next? Oh, Polar and, and Ezekiel Carrera and Smoke. Like, that is, you know, th- those guys are fine, hidden at the bottom of, you know, a of, of lethal fucking lineup. When, and not just Batista and, and Martin and Tulo, but uh, Devin Travis has been trash also. Uh, Donaldson obviously hurt. Kendrys has been okay. Uh, you know, it's a, they are playing like a bad team. Like, if you put... If you put other people's jerseys on them and and you they didn't have the Martin and Tulo and Bautista on there, you'd be like, yeah, this team's kind of garbage. But uh, obviously, that's that's not the case. They they should get better <laughs> theoretically. I mean, even as easy as it is to look at uh, Tulo and Martin, especially, and be like, okay, this could be it for these guys. One of these years, it is going to be it for them. Uh, last year, we had the exact same conversations about them, and then you know Martin went nuts for like four months, which is easy to forget because then he was dog shit in September, and Tulo was pretty good too. And and, and Tulo, I think a lot of the time, if we you know you look at the 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 Statcast stuff and the hard contact stuff, you know the exit velocities, you know he he had a kind of an unlucky year, I think for the for the most part. You know I think he there was a lot of hard hit balls that found gloves for him, and that that was there was reason to be optimistic about it, and I think there's still reason to be optimistic about him. Uh, and maybe Martin too, you know, like he can't obviously be this bad, but yeah, it's, uh, it does, it doesn't have to, the skills don't have to erode too much for it to get into, this is a bad team kind of territory. Sure. I feel like, um, the Jays lineup was kind of in tears right now. And I don't think that when I watch them, oh, the whole city's I, in tears. Come on. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it will end only in tears. Indeed. Uh, but I, for me, Tulowitzki and Morales, like their numbers are, are, they surprise me in where they are because they, I, they feel like they should be better. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't, they don't, like Tulowitzki doesn't look like he's struggling, doesn't look overmatched. Morales, same thing. Morales seems like he's hitting like every ball to the warning track. Tulowitzki seems like he's hitting the ball hard. And I look at his numbers and I'm like, wow, those are real, those are bad. Um, <laughs> like right now, Tulowitzki's at like an 82 run, way to run greater plus. But it, it feels like for me, I watch him like, okay, that'll be fine. Like he'll be fine. Morales will be fine. Yeah. They'll, they'll, I'm less worried about that. Martin and Bautista in particular look lost. Like Bautista looks like he's guessing, but he's guessing dead wrong every single time. Bautista looks like me when I like start going back and like and playing poker for the first time in like five years. I'm just so afraid of making a mistake. <laughs> I'm going to lose every cent that I have, even if I don't bet somehow. And that's what Bautista looks like. He's just he's just all fucked up. The weird and Martin just looks yeah. like he's he just looks awful. Uh, and then and then. So you've got those two. Then you've got Pierce and, and Sal Talamachia who get some playing time. And, like, Pierce looks, like, terrible. Awful, yeah. In my mind. Real he looks bad. fucking so bad. Like, not an everyday player. A guy who got those kind of numbers. Which is not... Which, in, if, when I went back and looking at his splits in other years, I'm like, that's not even true. Like, I'm, it's bullshit what I'm saying. It's total bullshit. But he looks <laughs> like that. He looks like the kind of guy who got to play, you know, the 30% part of the, of the platoon because he only faced lefties or whatever. He looks bad, and and Saltalamaki looks like Jared fucking Saltalamaki. It looks well, like nothing to write so home. It looks bad, like the yeah. kind of guy that the Jays were looking to upgrade up until the moment that the team packed up and drove to Montreal. <laughs> and, well, um, and and guaranteed him some money for this year, basically. Yeah, yeah that's true as well. Yeah, uh, no, then, it, Pierce. Pierce is not incapable of uh, of a dog shit season. I think it was just two years ago that he, you know, was awful, and the, he has some decent numbers in the years around that. But yeah, no, it, uh, uh, it seems like a good idea. It seems like it should work. But it, yeah, you're right. It sure looks garbage right now. And you were going to continue on the list, weren't you? Of uh, <laughs> of well, not just really. A like fucking uh, nightmare, Devin Travis. 
My God. Devin Travis looks. I don't know what. I don't know what to make of Travis. I I I know the idea in my head was that Devin Travis is going to get sent down, and then suddenly we have like a Ryan Goins, Darwin Barney platoon <laughs> at second base with Chris Coughlin, who is all Blue Jay now, who got was in at third base at one point today. Yeah. Cogs for Christ playing third base. That's Josh Donaldson's job, goddammit. You stay out of the way. But uh, I, 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 I don't think Donaldson's going to have too much trouble getting that job back. But yeah, you know. No, I think, he's, I think he'll be good. I think it will be his job when he comes back. But yeah, and so the other, play, the other players are like non, like Bar, they're Barney. And I, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I got a lot of time for Darwin Barney. He's like a, he's a likable pro in terms of like he does the things that he he's able to do. And sometimes he'll slash a base hit here and there and and help out and maybe play some third, some short, some second base, whatever. Got 20, lots of time 25th guy on the roster? Oh, sign me up. That's perfect. Well, except 20, he's competing 24th, for that yeah. job with about four other guys <laughs> yeah, exactly, for the 25th guy yeah. on the roster. Exactly, yeah. That's kind of an issue. But yeah, they're not hitting. They aren't, like, it doesn't have to be anything more than Jose Bautista. He's not hitting, and the other guys aren't hitting home runs. Like, Tulowitzki is almost like the opposite of last year, where for a while last year, he just kind of would run into fastballs and whatever every so often, and he ended up hitting like 25. What, how many home runs did he hit last year? Yeah, it was 20, over, 20, over 20. But he didn't do a lot else. Now, right now, he's not striking out. That was a big thing last year. Like, oh, Tulo struck out so much. Well, especially at, at the start of last high. year. At the start of last yeah. year, it was like, oh, is he getting eaten up by velocity? Is he, there, there's problems with his you know, contact rate in the zone. Like, he was just, he was whiffing on just regular fucking center cut fastballs. Like, just, just whiffing at them. Kind of like Bautista right now, basically. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but, he didn't look as lost as Bautista does. The th- I don't know, Bautista's, he, he has always been so good at like controlling the strike zone, and it just doesn't feel like he's doing that right now. It's so strange, it is. Uh, the thing, though, about Bautista, I will say, and, I mean, obviously, enormous grain of salt, caveat, whatever, uh, but, I mean, he was, he was facing live pitching in spring training. And while those are obviously not necessarily the same caliber or the same circumstances, uh, he was fucking killing the ball all spring. Like, yeah, it's not yeah. like, it's not like he, it's not like it, you know, people, I see people are like, is his bat speed? Did it just dis- disappear over the, over the course of the, the off seasons? Like, I, you know, I, I couldn't tell you, but he was clubbing balls all spring long. Like, it wasn't like he was lost then. And there's just something has happened in the last couple. And you see this every once in a while, I think, from him, where it's just, he's, he's guessing wrong and then guessing wrong and then guessing wrong. And then he's, you know, uh, and then he thinks a ball is a strike and he, uh, he thinks a strike is a ball and then he's behind in the count. And, and it's just, it's all, it's, it's all moving in the wrong direction all the time for him. Uh, so if it, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful that it's that I'm hopeful that it's, you know, that kind of mental thing rather than anything physical. I don't, I don't know. I mean, last year was does not you know, give him too much rope, I guess. I mean, the the fact that he has a giant contract gives him lots of rope. But the, but in our minds about whether he's you know going to be able to produce the way that this team needs him to, uh, you know, last year was a bit of a disaster for him. Obviously, it wasn't horrible, but by his standards. And then yeah, this is uh, this is ugly. It's uh, but but I am like I say, I'm buoyed by the fact that I think he's hit these kinds of stretches before. Yeah, I mean, every, everybody has, I guess, but I'm just, uh, I don't know, it's its distressing. There's no other way, like, and this is this was sort of our fear. We talked about this before, you and I, that the last thing that I wanted to see was have Bautista re-sign and come back and suck. Um, oh, yeah. Because yeah. He, it was happening today. He was hearing the boos. Well, there which, are garbage humans out there, so yeah. There are garbage humans, but... Uh, it's not gonna. It's not gonna get. It's gonna get worse before it gets better. Like it's, it's not like people are gonna start to forgive him and and forget. It, it's just a. It's not the right. It's not right. It's not right. God damn it! <laughs> I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want any of this bullshit. Um, I don't know. That's it. Like, what else can we say? What else is there? Matt Latos. Fucking Matt Latos is starting and Casey Lawrence and, and against the Angels. So the Angels are not as good as I hoped or as, as good as I thought, but 
Uh, Mike Trout is, is even better than expected this year somehow. He's almost as good as Eric Thames. Uh, <laughs> I would just I would give him the Bonds treatment. He has just he's killed the Jays, you know, like, like he kills everybody. But I, I, in particular, uh, I think maybe last year or maybe 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 the last two years in particular, you know, it was just like they they were losing games, but literally nobody was doing anything. And then Trout would find a way to get on and get an extra base and end up scoring, and they couldn't do anything. Just, just, just put him on. I mean, but that doesn't really help either. It's not. Uh... He he only does that when I'm not there. <laughs> all those every year when I would yeah. go to watch all the Angels games and sit in the press box and stuff, and, and Mike Trout would do shit, and then I would get people tweeting like, "Oh, he's not doing much," and now he's finally come and and was killing the Jays. He yeah. I don't know who they were playing. Like, it, oh, it was he hit he hit a homer off off uh, Chris Davinsky today. Which is like nobody yeah, yeah. ever hits him ever, and well, Mike Trout he'll figure it out. But uh, the rest of the Angels are just so bad uh, again. Albert Pujols, what a shame! Uh, people are people are going to forget how good Albert Pujols was, and that he's like going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer who will have done nothing for the last ten years of his career. He's yeah. it's like he's like Ken Griffey Jr. But that's that. Sadly, that is the name that uh, that you go to for that scenario, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> without the without the backwards hat and fun times. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, and then they got to go play the Cardinals, which is like, no one ever wants to do that. Even though no. the Cardinals are bad, they're still good. Get to be there are teams the you would rather be playing. Yeah, we need a visit to fucking Target Field or something. That's always good for what ails you. The, really the Blue Jays going to going to St. Louis to face um, the Cardinals is good for your friend, mine, Bry Ledgerant, the ultimate Blue Jays fan living in Missouri. He just doesn't know that he's a Blue Jays fan. That's right. Yeah, yeah. he just lurks and lingers on the <laughs> on the periphery of the Blue Jays universe. But uh, yeah, I don't know. The pitching has been fine. Um, Marco Estrada is the fucking best. Holy he shit! Pitched really was, well today. That was so good. To, to yeah, to even be able to be mentioned in the same breath as what Sale was doing today is remarkable. I mean, it was a completely different way that he does it, obviously. But yeah, Estrada, so good. Not quite as efficient, but. Uh, I gotta yeah, say, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> not quite sufficient. I was working at one point, and I pulled it up on my computer. I'm like, oh no, how the Jays game's going? And uh, I pulled it up, and Chris Sale had thrown 23 pitches and 21 for strikes. Yep, yep. <laughs> he he, and I saw he did it to Bautista, and it like to me, it's like it's cruel. It's cruel what he does. So he threw Bautista first pitch, change up first strike, and then he threw four straight fastballs and eventually struck him out. Bautista fouled one. Uh, one or two off, but he threw the first couple were like 92 miles an hour, and then he's like, well, time to strike him out, and he just like finds 95 and 96, just for fun. He's like, oh, here we go, I throw 96 miles an hour, don't forget, from the first base dugout, and you have to try to hit it. Uh, he's such a freak, he's such a monster. I, it's it's horrifying, the way that he plays for the Red Sox. It's everything I wished wasn't going to happen has happened. It's terrible. At least the rest of their starting pitching is dog shit. We have that. Hey, Porcello looked pretty good uh, the night before. After uh, once he calmed down. Yeah, he's trash though. He's pretty trash. He's fine, I guess. If if a Red Sox fan's listening, okay, he's fine. <laughs> but if not, Craig, Kim- Craig Kimbrell gave up a home run today, which is odd because he's been like untouchable all year. Well, that's big fucking Kendry. Obviously, well, that's true. Yeah, one of our finest hitters. With his tot- toting around his two eighty nine on base or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it, it's uh, it's rough. Jason Grilly, I mentioned earlier, uh, he frightens me. Jason, I think that Jason Grilly was a. I mean, I. What did he go? He was he was like fly out single. Walk, couple, pop couple up. of walks, yeah. Just kind of a victim of some bad sequencing and some good hitters too, right? You can't. Mookie Betts was like runner up to the MVP last year. Like he's a ridiculous player. You can't make he 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 does what you know. I feel that they were talking about on the Red Sox broadcast that or was on the Jays broadcast. Jays broadcast, by the way, with just Buck and Dan. Whew, that was it pretty is, fun to listen to. I won't be. It is I, much I, had, I, oh. be, I ordinarily would be like an ardent Nesson. Um, uh, fan, but since they, in, I still can't believe they fired Don Osillo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Uh, 
And uh, so I was listening, went back to the to Sportsnet, and Buck and Dan, or Buck, yeah, Buck and Dan was so good. And I uh, and I said this on Twitter too, like I really like um, uh, uh, Pat Talbot seems like a great, very nice guy, and everyone seems to really speak highly of him. But his voice is not adding in that three man booth, unfortunately. Or the two man. Um, <laughs> perhaps that's <laughs> perhaps that's true. But uh, where was I? What was I talking about? I don't know. The fuck! I can't believe they only got three wins. So oh, Jason Grilly. Yeah. Jason Grilly, uh, like the, he pitched so well that it's easy to get carried away with expectations. But he's still Jason Grilly. He's like a forty-year-old man who, like, everyone knows what he is. And uh, when if Joe Smith could pitch well, and Roberto Osuna. <sighs> If Joe Smith can pitch well and Roberto Osuna cannot do whatever it is that he did the other night, uh, maybe Jason Grilly can be like the seventh inning guy. That would or be nice. The, yeah. I mean, uh, well, uh, but then it comes back to the same thing we said before. That yeah, of course, yeah. If they're not injured, but the team is fucking old. Yeah, JP Howell's injured because he's old and he's got a bad shoulder now. Well, I mean, he'll be fine, but like he plays the Blue Jays. Remember that JP Howell? Was that yeah. in the offseason? Yeah, I do remember that. I do remember he had his one appearance too, didn't he? Did he have another besides awful. the one where he was just complete trash? No, I think he pitched once, man, yeah, once or twice, but then it was that was it. It was in Tampa that he was on the disabled list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But There's no need still, to give up I'll hope t- yet. I'll take his fucking wonky shoulder over Aaron Loop. What's wrong with everyone? Hate oh, Aaron Loop. What has Aaron Loop done to deserve your scorn? I, you know, it's it's I. It's because I've defended him for so long. Because I did, mm. and it's just, it just bad stuff always happens. If that's that's the superstitious answer, but it just, it just doesn't work. It's just not. I'm done. I'm done having to watch it. I'm done having to watch it and to think about defending it and to well, listen to people. Complain, complain and whine about it. It's uh, I'm just I'm I'm over I'm over Aaron Loop. The, the more trouble than he's worth. I, I like the peripherals, but the results and the fucking conversation about it go away. It's awful. Go away. It's awful. I think you could probably say that about this episode. I think I think we've pretty much uh, run out of steam here. Uh, I mentioned it at the end of last week's show. I mentioned it at the end of this year week again. Uh, thanks to everyone who's contributed on the Patreon campaign uh, over these 110 episodes. Um, it means the world to us. And if you wanted to join them, if you want to kick us a couple bucks, if you like the, the content that you've heard over the last uh, 45 minutes or so, uh, as we whine and moan and bitch and talk our way around the Jay season being over, <laughs> Uh, you can do so at patreon.com slash birds all day. Or, of course, uh, you can head uh, over to iTunes and you can uh, subscribe and rate and review the show as well. That would mean a lot to us. Of course, you can read Stoughton at uh, the Blue Jays Nation. This is his home base. First and foremost, Blue Jays Nation. But also at The Athletic and at Vice. And at other places sometimes, too. Right? From time to time, yeah, sure. And you can follow me on Twitter where I talk about Eric Thames all the time. <laughs> at Drew Groff. All themes all the time. Um, it's it's good. It's the way it should be. Uh, another, other big news around the world today. Um, Mark Belanson is leaning into the Strangler nickname. He <laughs> retweeted Parks. Yeah, lovely, <laughs> lovely. It's the best thing. The best thing that's that's happened in this dark, dark April 2017. You got anything you else? You got something else you want? Yeah, you're forgetting uh, plucky ten man Ajax. Uh, with their, with their pissing away their two goal lead against Schalke and uh, and managing to to win on the, the away goals rule with the with the uh, a wonderful bullshit goal in extra time was so uh, to, there was a bright light in this fucking sea of darkness. Well, if you can if you can make it to the to the semifinals of the Europa League, you're really um, you're really going places. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed for Gank. In the next round. I don't even know who's playing in the next round. I know United got United's in the next round. Yeah. Manchester United. They snuck by Anderlecht today. Yeah. I shouldn't talk. I talk so much shit. Fuck, West Ham is so bad this year. And, like, I went to the game in January, and I don't think they've won since. We could talk about that. We could talk about how I went to watch West Ham and Palace, and it was amazing. Uh, we, I could talk about that. I could do a whole episode on just on that. Um, 
but I won't. No one okay. at all wants to hear that. Um, Eric Thames hit another home run. Not he's only well, he's not one tonight. He's two for four. Um, he probably will hit another by the time anybody listens to this. That's what he does. Uh, That's what he does. Yeah, and he's incredibly patient. I was looking at his his um, his plate discipline stuff, which I think uh, Jeff Sullivan wrote about about how you know, people are easy and quick to say that those sorts of numbers um, normalize quickly. He's swinging at like 20% of the balls outside of the strike zone. Um, he's making huge contact on pitches inside of the strike zone, which sounds to me like a pretty good uh, combination. Um, and the Blue Jays should have signed him. Clearly. the blue, Well, but, you know, you already have Justin Smoke, so... Well, uh, between Smoke and Pierce, I mean, why would you want the guy with, like, a 1,000 slugging percentage? Because so all these all these numbers are just, we can extrapolate from here. And that's that's how the season's going to go. Well, no, but there are things that, that are encouraging if you are a fan of uh, the Brewers. And they, because they score runs by the boatload. Uh, there are things that are discouraging if you're a fan of the Blue Jays, um, which is because the world is a cold dark, unfeeling void into which Josh Donaldson will be traded. Uh, and Estrada, maybe, too. They'll do the scumbag Yankees thing and trade him and then sign him in the offseason. But none of those guys did anything fucking objectionable in the offseason. Well, that's season, true. So that's true. How can they arbitrage those two if they didn't get them for nothing? <laughs> well, whatever the case, Marco forever. Just keep just keep him until it, it it stops working, and then we'll kick him to the curb like it's Bautista. Did a wise man recently say that the Blue Jays should perhaps extend Marco Estrada? Yeah, that was when it seemed a little more <laughs> clear that they were that clearly they were not going to keep losing games forever. So uh, why would I write the season? Yeah, I, I certainly did argue that myself. Maybe they should trade him and then resign him in the offseason. That's what I'm saying. That'd be fun. They should do that. They should one thousand percent do that. No, except, they should. Not. Except they should, you know, they should actually just win some fucking games and not have to trade anybody. That's a great, great idea. A very good idea. Um, I think that's it, though. We've we've exhausted this this uh, sad sack of a of a month of April. It's all upward and onward from here. I think. Uh, you got anything else? Anything else you want to add? Any other comments other than you know talking about ten man Ajax making it to the semifinals of the Europa League? <laughs> no, that's about the bottom of the barrel I've got right there. The Europa League is pretty far down the bottom of the barrel, and literally nobody but me gives a shit about this anyway. At well, Remco, Remco does. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure Remco's listening. He's into it. Okay, well, there's another. Well, he watched it though. He would know. That's true. That's true. He did. He did. All right. Uh, from Andrew Stone. My name is Drew Fair Service. Uh, chin up, it'll be fine. Or, more than likely, it won't be fine at all. It'll be fine. Um, but at least it will be agony <laughs> from here until June. And then you can uh, release the pain, just let it walk away. And then the leftovers is... If you're looking for, for an uplifting experience, the leftovers on HBO is back on HBO. There's nine episodes left. No, sorry, seven episodes left in, in the final season. So, dial Wait, up... Do they, uh, hmm? do they do one like one episode a week? Yeah, yeah. What the hell is that all about? That's bullshit. It's way better. It's way better. <laughs> yeah, you get your water cooler talk. Yeah. You get to decompress. <laughs> decompress, you get to think about it, you get to look forward to it. So you're saying I you should get... start I should start watching. I've watched You the should watch the leftovers, absolutely. Yeah. No, no, the two first seasons were very good. Yeah, and the third season just started and it's great. It's uh it, I love it. It's, I was gonna wait not... to binge watch it, but uh... You can. Binge watching is good and I binge watch most of I mean, I, I, I obviously binge watch. I binge watch things when I have the opportunity, but I almost, I almost wish I didn't. Um, th- like, especially slower, quieter shows like The last Leftovers and Better Call Saul is one that I'm really glad to watch week by week because it's very slow and like it's quiet, and but it's also very like I don't know. I really like Better Call Saul too. It's so good. It's better than it deserves to be, frankly. It's a spinoff of a fucking show about guys making crank. It's great. Crank ice, save. I don't know, McMath. <laughs> yeah. No, Better Call Saul is wonderful. Uh, we should save this, though, for the entire summer when we're just going to have to talk about pop culture instead well, of the fucking dog we, shit Blue Jays. As of about May 1st or 2nd, that's when the <laughs> rosturbation begins. And when right. we'll just trade everybody. 
and then we're running around like picking the like oh well the Mets have this what's his name Ahmed Rosario the shortstop mm-hmm. he's a guy I got my eye on him so when the like I've already so because I've already begun doing it so I'm like ah oh, the Mets they need a third baseman the Mets are pretty good they could really use somebody they could play third base at an extremely high level um, even though they have one of those guys but he is um, not good anymore because his body does not allow it so Ahmed Rosario. Uh, guys like that, maybe, what's his name, Hansel Robles, not Hansel Robles, what's the, Victor Hansel, I don't know, the Nationals have some, like, stud outfielder guy, they were going to trade for Adam Eaton, but, yeah, that sounds got my weird. eye on him, Yeah, you know, the Braves system is really uh, robust, it's got to, you know, you got to keep your head up before you put it down in the sand, that's it, for Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Fairservice, we'll talk to you next week on Birds All Day.